Good morning, noon, and night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. There we are. Uh, Requiem for a Tuesday. It's your boy, Adam Pecora here. Customer services resident bad boy. You heard that nice pop of a fresh year of Vermonte, so you know what that means. We getting down to business today. Um, whole lot to get into, so I'll do my usual plugs real quick. Uh, follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat. Going to be relevant this this time, like for once. You know, might actually matter. Uh, link in bio there. It's got all the stuff. Links you to this. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, check out the music. WolfX Multiplex, you know, if you want to dance or you want to listen to something crazy, uh, we got a pretty big spectrum there to uh, satisfy all your hearing needs. Um, Some announcements with that, just in general, just many announcements, I guess. Um, We may be growing the RFAT Audio family. That's kind of the new umbrella term trying to get like a little network going um but i won't reveal any spoilers with that uh we'll just keep an eye out and hopefully there will be some updates on that soon very excited about those prospects and then i did a little dramatic sound effect there i hope that that worked uh the merch is all in ladies and gentlemen so we got everything uh, gonna get the store together, you know, gotta get some promo shots, you know, do a professional style, uh, but hopefully both of those things, or at least one of those things, the merch for sure, I wanna say, should all be ready to go by the time you hear me again on the next episode, so in the next two weeks, I'm gonna be pretty busy working on all that. Um, as well as that uh, that project I told you about that is holding back the weekly scheduling of the show. Um, yeah, there's st- it's going to be a while. <laughs> I got to say, I have some uh, musical writer's block, if you want to call it that. I also just have some new equipment I'm kind of trying to get a handle on. Um, but we're hopefully, again, I can finish that before like December. That seems like a long time from now. So hopefully that'll happen. Um, because, I mean, we're I'm running out of time here now um, per episode. It's like it went from there being such a void of nothingness to talk about to where it's like now I feel like I need to track like three episodes right now just to get in all the massive amount of things that are going on, you know? I have watched more baseball in the last week than I've watched all season because I, I missed every game. I missed every single game until the World Series. And, you know, any of the games that overlap with football, I'm not watching. So we may not even get to Sports Corner today, everybody's favorite segment. Uh, so I'm just going to talk about that right now. Jesus, I'm all over the place. You hear that? I'm sorry. It's still early, you know, and I'm a bike guy now. I know. I you never thought you'd see the day. Neither did I. But I'm tired. You know, I had to go to the bank. Had to get this yerba. You know, I'm all biked out now. Now I like expend my energy in other ways than just rapid fire banter. It's a it's a balance. You know, I find myself um, sleeping better 
It's horrible. <laughs> I don't recommend exercise to anyone. But I do at the same time. But uh, if you don't do it, it's rough. <laughs> I think we all knew that. But anyway, I don't know. I didn't really have a thing there. I was going to plan some big segue. Um, last week, I just want to touch up on my uh, succession a little bit. I was so hyped to talk about it. I just realized that I completely didn't even mention Alan Ruck. And that seems like a crime because what a what a treat. I mean, not only is he excellent, but just great to see. You got to love Alan Ruck, uh, a.k.a. Cameron from Ferris Bueller, if you're one of those people, you know, who doesn't acknowledge real human beings. Grow up. Okay? Learn the man's name. He's a person, too. Okay? <laughs> Anyway, he's excellent, and I also couldn't put it together. Like, I was like, Greg, obviously, I was giddy and enthralled. If you listened, if you didn't, go back. Come on. What are you doing? Um, Just love him. Head over heels in love with Greg. Uh, probably the best character currently on TV. I don't care how out of touch I am with all current shows, because I really am. And it's bad. Still haven't finished Watchmen. You know, that's how far behind I am. So, like, anything else, pretty rough. Um, but my baby darling Greg. He, because, like, he has such a size and, like, thing, intimidation factor to him, you would think. Because he's just, like, a giant towering man. But there's just so much sweetness and kindness in there. I realized he ha he's, like, Dimitri Martin transformed into like Adam Driver's frame. He's like a big combo. <laughs> He's the big combo. He's Dimitri Martin fused with Adam Driver. And that's just an excellent combination. It's like who is this guy? He's definitely a couple guys I've seen before. It's those two guys. Write it down. Mark it down. I uh just attempted to put my tea down safely without making noise. Spilled it all over my knee. Just wanted to share. Things are going super well. <laughs> They're going super well. Um, so I'm going to, in the early aughts of this trek, we're going to do a fun little segment that I wrote just for this week. Possibly going forward? We'll see. Uh, this is the I'm sick of segment. <laughs> So I'm going to rant about, uh, let's see here, three things that I'm sick of <laughs> at this current moment in time. Now, you know, they may not be correct thoughts. I'm just going to share that right now. You know, I'm not saying that this is the right way to view things. I'm just saying this is where I'm at on things that I'm sick of. Right now, they may still be necessary and important to you or in general, like factually. But we're going by Adam actually. OK. So let me clear that up. OK. Number one thing I'm sick of. Well, these aren't like ranked. This is just the first thing that is listed. So the number one thing that I'm sick of currently um 
I'm sick of all these social media posts. Oh, I can't believe I just said social media. That's horrific. I wish I, I you know what I mean? Like, I, I try to only edit out the, like, egregious mistakes or, like, bad moments. You know, the least entertaining parts. Okay? But I want this to be authentic. I want this to be el dente. So I'm not going to edit that out, but I just hate that term. It just sounds like old people talking about something. Social media. Shut the fuck up. You know what? That's the number one thing I'm sick of. Okay? Stop fucking calling it that. Just call the individual site what it's called. Like, shut the fuck up. Because that's not what it is. Anyway, shut up. (laughs) I just, I can't stand it. I'm so upset with myself right now. You have no idea. Shut the fuck up with the social media. Anyway. (laughs) So I'm sick of these posts on these various platforms. Okay, let's use platforms like billionaires, all right? Let's be intelligent about something for once. Okay? Thank you. But I'm sick of these posts about mail-in ballots, right? Like telling you, just so you guys know, November 3rd, like, isn't mail-in day. That's actual election day. It's like, do you think that people don't know about the mail? Like, do you think that people think that you hold your mail-in ballot until November 3rd, and you're like, I'm going to mail it on election day? You think that (laughs) because people got it in an envelope, they now think that you shouldn't have it ready to go on time? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And if there is a big faction of people that are, like, dropping them in the mailbox, like, waiting until the 3rd, like, I'm, I don't, I'm sorry. I just don't know who that's for. You know what I mean? It's like if all your friends are 25 years old, that's who you're posting it to. That's who's seeing it. You're not famous. You know? It's like you really think your buddy doesn't know how the mail works? Like, could you imagine? Like, oh, it won't get there in time? If I drop it in on the 3rd? Damn, good thing I saw this. Really dodged a bullet. Go fuck yourself. Like, who are you helping? You know, stop wasting my time. It's the mail. Like, have you you never gotten anything in the mail in your entire life? You literally have to clarify. You think you need to tell people that mail takes time? Like, it's just silly. I'm sick of it. Okay? First thing I'm sick of. <laughs> I think it went swimmingly. This may this may have to become a permanent fixation. Or fixture in the show. I have a fixation of just being sick. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am just sick and tired. Leave me alone. Anyway, the number two thing that I'm sick of. I'm pretty sure all of this just relates to things I see on Instagram. Yeah. You know, it's just like people just want to be so nice. It's like, just shut the fuck up. It's basically 
uh, where this list is going, I'm realizing as I'm looking at it here. So that's fun. <laughs> I I would like to get off of there, but it's like, you know, I want to talk about the show. Love the show. You know what I mean? You people keep me young. <laughs> Couldn't even say it. That was, uh, I mean, I'm sure that that's been said a million times by a million people, but the reason why I found that so funny was that I was technically doing a Mean Girls reference right there. Just to me. It was just good for me. I get it. <laughs> but, you know, the best jokes are the ones you have to explain to people. Right? That's um that's what I've been trying to do this entire with the with this show. So that's not the case. Uh somebody better let me know. Anyway, we move on to the number two thing I'm sick of. I'm sick of people that talk about their shift at work as if it's like promotional or like like you'd be lucky to catch this moment like it's an appearance or you know what i mean like somebody's announcing like a secret performance or you know what i mean it's like get your tickets last minute we're announcing this it's tonight um you know what i mean like i'll be at target from 11 to 7 come through bring me food it's like, what are, is the, are you doing a book signing, sweetie? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just at work. I'm not, you know, <laughs> but other people have jobs. I just do this. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to rush over like fucking Matthew Broderick is doing a wine tasting, like a pop-up event. And don't get off your high horse acting like you wouldn't run to a Matthew Broderick pop-up wine tasting. Okay, he's a national treasure. And, you know, I just mentioned Alan Ruck. It's just a natural fit, you know? Anyway, but you know what I mean? <laughs> why Why would I go all the way to your job to bring to sp- and spend money and bring you a thing but then, like, I have to leave you alone because you're, like, at work. You know what I mean? Like, you're not in charge of anything that's happening. So, good thing I just came six miles and spent $11. Glad you enjoyed it. Don't really know what I'm getting out of coming to Target. You know? Oh, hey, stocking some shelves, huh? Glad I came to see this. Almost missed it. It was the event of the fucking millennium. Christ. You know, just spend your shift by yourself. Just deal with it. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. But we can't keep doing this, okay? Unless you work at a restaurant and you're going to plug it up. Huge move. Big difference. I'll definitely be there. Okay? but I feel like that's a private conversation that would be had. You know, you're not going to like blow up your spot. Like, Hey, anyone that sees this come through and I got you. You know what I mean? No. Can't be asking for things, offer things. 
I want your things. I don't want to give you my things. <laughs> you know? Go to work. Deal with it. <laughs> oh, I feel like all of these are going to cosmically interact. You know what I mean? It's like I'm going to be in the mine yard fucking chipping away at rocks. I'm going to be like, Jesus Christ, I just need a friend. Somebody please come. And somebody's going to be like, yeah, you remember that episode? Go fuck yourself. And I'm going to be like, you know what? That's fair. But I won't react that way. (laughs) I'll be very upset about it. So (laughs) anyway, that's the number two thing I'm sick of. I'm sick of it. And leave Matthew Broderick alone. Like if you're out there shitting on Matthew Broderick, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know who those people would be. You would have to be a monster to have to do something like that. Um, but there's definitely some, some broad band. Ooh, did that little gurgle from my throat come up? I promise that was completely like inside of my body. You know what I mean? Like that, that was not physically controlled. If that didn't come through, then you don't know what I'm talking about. And that's cool. We can just move on. Uh, but I was trying to get out, you know, if anybody wants to start a Matthew Broderick fan club and we can find some kind of play on words for like the broad band. Or if he wants to start, like, a big swing band, you know? Because that came back for a second. The 90s were weird. The number three thing that I'm sick of, and this is personal, okay? So this, if we were to rank these, this may be the number one thing that I'm sick of. But the number three thing that I'm sick of is I am sick (laughs) of skinny people trying to say anything about body positivity okay the only motherfuckers that are sharing these posts are thin and usually attractive okay so go fuck yourself you want to seem nice and maybe you do care about how these other people feel but guess what you lack you think you have empathy you lack empathy here's what i want you to do okay skinny people i want you to take a backpack, okay? I want you to put 30 to 50 pounds worth of things in it, okay? Then I want you to take that backpack. I want you to wear it on your chest, you know, so like backwards, a front pack, if you will. Then I want you to get, I want you to go to a thrift store, buy some big clothes, okay? You're going to need at least XL, probably double XL for comfort, okay? I want you to put on a shirt and then a hoodie over that backpack so, you know, People will probably be able to tell you got something going on. But so you can feel what it's like to walk around with some poundage, okay? And then you let me know how good you feel, okay? And how nice it was to have nobody pay attention to you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's really easy to be hot and be like, let these other people take pictures with their shirt off. It's like, ah. I mean, yes, like, let them, you know? Not trying to say don't let them. I'm more, I'm upset with, not with the fat people being fat. (laughs) Uh, More of the skinny people trying to tell me that I should be okay with myself. Don't fucking tell me what to to do, okay? I don't, I want to look like you. You know, that's not a bad thing, okay? Like everybody, everybody makes Lizzo like the center of this thing. Like nobody's ever been fat before. You know, I find that kind of crazy. Um, 
Like, leave her alone. She also is, like, definitely playing into it, which is fine. You know, make your money, get your bag. Uh, and, you know, some of her songs are pretty fucking catchy. Not gonna lie. You know, I have no beef with that. But, like, I'm a husky boy. You know what I mean? I can talk about this. <laughs> it's cooler to be in shape. You know? Sure, you shouldn't want to be miserable and, like, have it, like, define you, you know, if you're a little saggy, you're a little flabby, you got some meat pockets, no biggie, you know? We're all people. But, like, wouldn't you rather, like, want to avoid diabetes? I do. I don't want it. You know? Skinny people... Help us out. Teach us your ways. You know what I mean? Don't be like right on. Get Eat that pizza. You know, I had a pizza last night. Shouldn't have. As I ordered it, I'm like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Fuck off. Tell me how to feel. I feel like I'd rather be skinny. I bet you don't feel the opposite. <laughs> you know? Come on, get the fuck out of here. You don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. You know what? If you're so into all this body positivity, I want to see these hot, skinny girls date a thick boy. Thicker than me. You know what I mean? This isn't about me. Go bigger. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't even count on some people's scales. I don't know whose scales those are. You know? I think I just have a lot of nice people around. Again, problem. <laughs> Help me out, you know? Uh, but come on, you know? I want to see you date a 300-pound man, you know? I want you to go up a set of stairs with that guy, and when he breathes heavy, I want you to be like, you know what, man? I'm proud of you. You should get whatever you want here, and then we should sit around and do nothing about it afterwards for weeks. And then you're going to be like, boom, isn't, isn't this great? <laughs> Man, boy, was I right. Come on. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm fucking sick of it. Those are three things that I'm sick of. You know, it's hard. It's hard out here. Another thing that I... I guess I want to say it's pretty much was at this point was sick of. But boy, is he turning a corner. The Sandman. Not the ex-professional wrestler from ECW, although that's a top five guy all time. You know, if we're going to get into the wrestling thing, I have a big past. <laughs> My youth. Okay. And uh, big Sandman guy, big ECW guy. So shout out all of them. Sabu, my fucking guy. Sabu, number one all time. I feel like I had to get that out of the way. I said one guy's top five. Got to say number one. No, I'm talking about, of course, uh, everybody's favorite schlub. <laughs> the comedy genius, question mark, Adam Sandler. Okay. Um, I watched unfortunately, and I couldn't believe it as I was doing it, just everything about it, uh, Hubie Halloween, 
just one of the most just like I can I can barely say the title without just being like how you know it's just so absurd that anything would even be called this and it's not like a PBS animated special you know or like a illustrated children's book something like that it's just the fact that that is a PG-13 Adam Sandler comedy terrific absolutely terrific now I will say on that front and then like about seeing the trailer looked like whatever you know but then like reading the premise and just like the title and then like the cast is crazy. I didn't even really look into that, but it just seemed like, oh my God, this is just going to be another one of those. Because he has just been on a horrific run. And I'm going to get into that. Should I do that first? I'm going to do that first. Okay? So if we look at the filmography here, you know what I mean? Of the Sandman? I'll go all the way from the beginning. Going overboard, don't know what that is. It's like a TV thing. I'm sure it's terrible. Saturday Night Live, great, obviously. Coneheads, you know, whatever. I don't really remember. I liked it as a kid. I feel like it doesn't hold up. That's just my prediction. I don't know. Airheads, very underrated. I think I've talked about it before. Fucking, it's amazing, honestly. Immensely rewatchable. And I think it's aged incredibly well because the music industry still fucking sucks. And... I mean, you know, Brendan Fraser, poor guy. Whatever happened, I don't know. I don't really get it. He just kind of vanished. Um, I know all the crying memes and all that stuff. I don't even know which pictures are real anymore, so I don't really know the source of that. But Buscemi, a weird Michael Richards film role where he he just plays like a neurotic Kramer. Not good. The confidence is what makes the character, anyway. But he was good. He's a talent. Anyway, great movie. Billy Madison, I don't like. I don't get it. I'm not a kid's guy in movies, especially. Kids can't act. 98% of the time, you know? Or the writing for them just sucks. But both, usually. Why am I watching a movie about children? Even as a kid, I wasn't really that into it. You know, not a fan. It's fine. You know what I mean? It's fine. I love Norm in it. I wish I wish there was more Norm everywhere all the time. You know, one of the funniest guys of all time. Happy Gilmore is like top three Sandler. You know, we don't need to say anything there. Although I would love a more, a, like a more serious version, I guess. Or I guess I wish just in reality there was some crazy golfer who, like, really, really was that dynamic and controversial. That would be sick. I do like John Daly. Wedding Singer, I think that that is also top three. This is, like, obviously golden age. This stretch is crazy. These were all just, like, amazing monster hits. Uh, But I love The Wedding Singer. I think that that is probably the most underrated, least talked about Sandler flick. It's a crime. It's a crime. And I feel like I've done this before, but I don't really give a shit. Because we're talking Huey Halloween. I'm going to get there. If my opinions have changed, then they've changed. If they haven't, then I'm, you know, I'm just speaking truths. Waterboy? Love it. All I got to say. It's great. Bad reviews? Don't get it. 
It's insanely entertaining. I love that movie. Little Nicky, don't get it. Not a fan. Punch Drunk Love, weak Paul Thomas Anderson, great Sandler. And weak Paul Thomas Anderson is still better than most people. So great flick. Into it. Don't love it. Don't get the insane hype. I think people just want to see Sandler succeed, which is great. Deeds is terrible. It's just too much. Anger management is worse. I saw that in theaters. I remember I had a headache. It was horrendous. I was eight also. So maybe it's better than I think, but I doubt it. 51st Dates, masterpiece. Probably top three also. I think I've already given my top three then. Uh, but I've seen 51st Dates almost more than any other movie ever. Definitely more than any other Sailor movie. Uh, it was just on all the time. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Drew Barrymore and Sandler, their magic together, although in that newer movie, probably not. Didn't watch it. Didn't bother. We'll get there. Longest Yard, great. Uh, I saw the original, I think. I don't really remember it. Everybody claims it's better. I didn't think it was better. I'll take Chris Rock any fucking day of the week. You know what I mean? Like, they definitely did not have Chris Rock the first time. Chris Rock wins. Um, the f- It's not believable that Adam Sandler could be a quarterback. It was more believable that he could be a linebacker, but obviously that movie's fucking ridiculous too, you know. <laughs> so, uh, then we go click. It's good. I was I remember being very hyped for it because the premise is crazy. Um, and it disappointed on that front. It was definitely still great. I definitely cried at the end, hundred percent. Not gonna lie. Uh, Kate Beckinsale is not good. She's just hot. So that's another factor. I also may have mentioned Jennifer Garner before. I just want to say that right now because she's been popping up in a bunch of shit. She's awful. I cannot stand Jennifer Garner. Get her out. She's not good. It's like, we get it. You're uptight. Play another character, please. I've never watched Alias, and I never will. Shut up. Rain Over Me didn't see it. Uh, Sandler doesn't need to wear a wig. Get get it out. Come on. He doesn't, he's not going to look different. You know what I mean? They basically just aged the wedding singer. Anyway. But Love Cheadle might be good. And now pronounce Chuck and Larry horrific. Horrifically bad. Not even in like an, a positive LGBTQ plus Apple TV plus way. That movie's just awful. Period. The fact that Kevin James has such a career is a miracle. Because has he done anything that people like other than The King of Queens, which is, like, only good because of everyone else in it? Kevin James may be the least talented person of all time. (laughs) Uh, I mean, that may be a really crazy, bold thing to say. Uh... (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But fuck him. He's awful. Get the fuck out of here. Although, honestly, probably the best performance I've ever seen him in in Hubie Halloween. (laughs) Which, again, I can't say. I can't say it with a straight face. But we'll get there. Uh, (laughs) You Don't Mess With The Zohan. Severely underrated. That movie's fucking hilarious. It is so fucking funny. And... So out there, very unexpected. I haven't rewatched in a long time, but it's fucking awesome. That movie's so funny. So 
down with that. Bedtime stories didn't bother. Kids, I'm out. Funny people, you know, the whole romance arc is horrific and awful, and I hate it. I was like, I thought this movie was about a comedian and other comedians, and then that was all sick. And then they're like, oh, wait, now it's a rom-com because Judd Apatow needs to put his wife in the movie. Fuck. You know? A lot of potential. Very disappointed in that movie. Grown-ups, one of the worst things ever. Anyone that likes that movie, red flag, okay? If that is your... If a close family member of yours, um, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, you need to rethink your relationship with that person. If they see funny or grown-ups, yeah, grown-ups, if they see grown-ups and they're like, that was good, you should be like, okay, we're going to we're gonna have to end this. I, I can't. What, what, what was funny in it? Give me one redeemable thing. I don't know how David Spade has thought that the long hair look has been good this whole time. He's a creepy looking guy like that. And the mustache. It's like, dude, you got to get this whole thing together. You know, we thought it was like a thing for Dickie Roberts and it just like never changed. That's right. I didn't forget Dickie Roberts. It was okay. Not really. I don't remember. (laughs) Anyway, so we roll on the Sandman list. Just go with it. Didn't bother. I'm sure it's terrible. Uh, Has Jennifer Aniston ever made a good movie? Think about that. The answer is probably no. There's definitely not one that comes to mind. First thing that comes to mind is Along Came Polly. But, like, I don't remember much about it. I know that there's a ferret and a toilet scene because it seems like Ben Stiller always has to do something with a bathroom in a movie. Which again, I've real I I know I real I've I've overjudged Ben Stiller. I kind of like Ben Stiller. He's done some terrible things though, also. Uh, but you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I remember being like the most memorable thing because he was just like in a weird comedy role and crushed it. Not everybody can do that. You know, not everybody even tries that, but the fact that he was in, like, a straight-up comedy and just crushed it, like, probably one of the best actors of all time. I'm saying crazy things today. I don't fucking know. (laughs) You know what I mean? But rest in peace. Absolute love for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Don't know how I got there. Oh, just go with it. Yeah, fuck it. Don't care. Jack and Jill, apparently one of the worst movies ever made. Does not surprise me. I have no interest. I would rather watch Geely, which, by the way, both movies have Al Pacino. Al Pacino, at this point, where does his career even land? You know what I mean? Like, is Al Pacino even a a historically good actor at this point? And here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the other performances go away. Obviously not. But does he have more terrible movies than good at this point because he is just in the worst shit and he sucks in them i liked him in once upon a time but you're not going to see anybody be bad in tarantino i just think that that's a thing you know what i mean he would i think he would just fire you if you sucked anyway but jack and jill 
Why did they do that? I'm looking at the thing right now. The budget for the movie is $79 million. Crazy. I'm shocked. Anyway, what a debacle. Hotel Transylvania, don't give a fuck. Grown Ups 2, I've said enough. Fuck it. Blended, didn't bother. Because that's a forced movie. Trying to do... Oh, look, it's these two together again. That's it. That's the plot of the movie. It's Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler in a movie. And they're like in Africa or whatever. I don't know why. I don't care. I didn't bother. They stopped putting... I think that that's what it is. They just stopped putting any focus on the plots of these movies. Like the plot of Grown Ups is like, how do we do a bunch of little bits with all these guys? You know, the thing with the Adam Sandler movies is that of all the ones that I named that I loved, they're, the story has stakes in it and you buy in. You know, it's not the best acting or writing ever. It's not the best comedy ever. But it does enough and you like it and you like him and it's all magic. You know what I mean? He's just magnetic. And the story, and they're fun and it's good. But like you're interested, you're invested. But it's like I have, the Grown Ups has no plot and nothing that I care about. You know, and that just continues on. Like, once you hit 2010, that's just, like, what happened. You know, You Don't Mess With The Zohan is a crazy high-concept fucking thing. He plays, like, a, a terrorist who wants to be a hairstylist. And it's like, that's awesome. But in Grown Ups, he's just an adult guy. Like, that's the, that's the character. They're just four adult guys hanging out. That's not a movie. That's why it sucks. You know, Jack and Jill probably too high-concept. Fucked the whole thing up. I don't know who thought that would be a good idea. Whatever. One of the pixels seemed like that maybe could have been a good idea had literally every other single person in it changed. Like swap out everything about it and redo it. Maybe. Apparently it's terrible. Didn't bother again. Transylvania 2, same thing. Um, the Netflix era, I'm just not really interested in of Sandler. I mean, Ridiculous 6, that just seems like it wouldn't be good. And, um, you know, apparently it's one of the lowest reviewed albums or movies of all time albums. Jesus. So, yeah. What can we say? He's just been awful. Moving on. Meyerowitz story. Still haven't watched it. It's just like, I'm just like not excited for a new Noah Baumbach thing. The thing is, he's incredibly talented, but it's like. I don't want to be that depressed. And I know we were just talking about Ben Stiller and all that. It's like, even if that movie doesn't end up depressing, it's just like, ah. I just feel like I always think that I want a super realistic movie, and then you watch, like, The Squid and the Whale, and you're like, oh, God, this is rough. You know, it's like there's nothing I can, like, critique in quality here, but it's like, man, what a bummer. This is rough, you know? It's like, yeah, it's good, honest art, but it's like, I'm not, I didn't enjoy it, (laughs) you know? So it's like, eh, I've still skipped it. I hear good things. I'm sure it's fine. Again, another Hotel Transylvania. I don't understand. I don't understand. Murder Mystery. Haven't watched it. Again, Jennifer Aniston. So how good could that be? But I definitely would watch this one. 
I could say that. You know what I mean? I'm sure the cast the cast doesn't seem great. So that's going to hold me back for sure. I don't really have anything on it. You know, I'm sure it's fine. Whatever. Uncut Gems, obviously, a masterpiece. It's fucking amazing. And Sandler got snubbed, and it's bullshit. We don't need to talk about that. Incredible score, great movie, big safety guy now. I'm in. Good time is amazing. Anyway, so we finally made it to Hubie Halloween. Now, what I'll say here is that this is definitely of a return to form of sorts. Okay? Because it definitely mostly doesn't hit. And it's pretty incoherent. Like, the plot is really loose, obviously. They kind of always are. But with this one, like, as I said, you know what I mean? It's plot-driven, like the old ones are. But they pay way less attention to it. And it all just kind of wraps up at the last minute. It's more of just uh, scene to scene is like a sketch to sketch. They're just like, how can we do a little bit? There's like a cameo in every scene, which is sick. And again, probably the best Kevin James I've ever seen where I don't hate him. He was actually pretty funny and like looked funny and it was good. Ray Liotta, just insane. (laughs) He's just screaming maniacally the entire time. Love it. Very unnecessary. But anyway, yeah, basically nothing nothing that happens really matters or anything, and it's kind of incoherent, and they really just wanted to get all these little bits in there, and you could tell. You know, no character development event. You know, not that there ever really is in Sandler, but the arch is just like nothing. It's just like, oh, here's a bunch of crazy loose things. We'll kind of find a way to throw them together right at the end, but none of it really matters. None of this was important. It's just like, did you have fun? Cool. Movie's over. So I don't really like that. I'm not a fan of that. You know, I'd like it to be a cohesive, coherent thing. Uh, But again, having said that, he definitely went back to form. It's just like this: a similar style of jokes, a similar joke per minute. Uh, Going back to the high-ish concept thing uh reuniting with julie bowen which is huge i don't i mean it doesn't make any sense that they would be together but it's a silly movie you know that's the whole thing but i mean his name is hubie dubois you know he's clearly trying to channel those old characters that it's like a similar water boy vibe it's like Water Boy mixed with Little Nicky, I guess, because they like there's like a werewolf involved, but not really. I don't know. It's a mess, but it's kind of fun. It's definitely like 25 minutes too long, and it's only like an hour 30. <laughs> Maybe it might be longer, actually, it might be closer to two hours, but it's definitely too long. That's the biggest gripe I have for it. If they could have caught that to like a like an 80-minute movie, I think it really would have been sick. But it's a good sign. That's the real reason why I wanted to bring it up. It's like, what is the run over? I think no. Because now he's back-to-back of gems and 
Hugh Halloween. Jesus. You know, it it goes back to the late 90s, early 2000s in his heyday when he was just really, really crushing it. And it was just undeniable. And here's the thing. It's important to me because those movies still are good. I'll still watch all the classic ones. And he's fucking amazing and immensely talented. And there's no questioning that, especially with gems happening. Like, you can just, you know it. You know what I mean? It definitely hasn't gone anywhere. It's just like, we just want to see a good script. I would love to see him in another Apatow movie or something. I don't know. I think he'll eventually just become, have the same arc as Bill Murray. And he'll just be around forever, and that'll be dope. And I think we'll we'll get there. Because Bill Murray has had two careers, and they've both been fucking amazing. Um, But hopefully we'll get, I think we'll get there. Might be a minute. Because, you know, Netflix will just literally let him make anything, which is a little insane. But people will watch no matter what. So I guess it's also kind of our fault. You know? We should have boycotted some Sandler flicks. Because when I was looking at Jack and Jill, I looked at that budget. Definitely profited. People will go. You know, it's like you want you want the good stuff to come back. Maybe you shouldn't have spent... Maybe you shouldn't have seen Jack and Jill in theaters twice as a joke. Okay? Because it made $200 million. <laughs> and now... Now we're trapped. But shouts out to the Sandman and Hubie Halloween. Honestly, I would say watch it. I'll have to try to go back and watch some other ones, I guess. Could you imagine? I'm just like, yeah, I've seen everything Sandler's done. I love it all. (laughs) Just lose all credibility. Everybody unsubscribes. I'm like, yep, he's never done anything bad, and here's why. I'm sure that would be a pretty good take that could probably get you viral. So if you're listening and you want to be that guy who's going to be known for that, or girl, or whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, make a, make an Adam Sandler's always good take, and uh, maybe it'll get you somewhere. Whew. Can't believe we just did that. I'm excited. Anyway, so moving on to some new stuff. More new movies. They just keep piling in. Still haven't seen Tenet just gonna say that probably won't until it's free uh haven't watched borat but i just want to say shout out to sasha baron cohen just for being able to do that um it is like 10 steps above jackass five steps above like eric andre because he definitely still puts himself in like a lot of harm's way which is incredibly ballsy and amazing and uh that's no discredit to him or the jackass guys it's just the fact that he can both stay completely in an entire other character and not only openly accept threats but continue to provoke it's just terrifying and the things that he is willing to do and the places he's willing to go just to try to get some footage. It's remarkable. So whether the movie's great or not, just shout out to him. I was never a huge Borat fan. It was the biggest thing on earth also. So that was just kind of annoying. It's like, okay, we can chill on it. Um, 
but I, I just cannot believe how you would be willing to do that. All, same thing with, like, not the same thing, but in a similar stretch, like when Joaquin Phoenix, I know I've talked about this before, but when he was willing to just risk his career to make that fucking movie. <laughs> Amazing. But Sacha Baron Cohen's, like, risking his life just to, <laughs> just to make a Borat movie that is apparently only timely. It's, like, just for this election. So it's, like, the dude is doing some dangerous things, and I could not respect it more. Uh, but maybe I'll watch it. Not a Prime member, you know? Fuck them. That's what... <laughs> Amazon. Fuck them. It's basically their motto to everyone that shops for them or works for them. So that's my motto right back at you, big boy. Big boy Bezos. Fuck them. Fuck you. Anyway. So the other big movie that we were all waiting for. Trial of the Chicago 7. Aaron Sorkin. Big Aaron Sorkin guy. Uh, I think that The Social Network is probably the best movie ever made. Not sure if I've said that on here before. Not that hot of a take, but I have had that take for a very long time. I was loving The Social Network since I saw it. It has been one of my favorite movies ever since. I feel like that train has only come around recently. Not that anybody was ever like trying to doubt it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be like, I was the only one who knew. I'm just saying, that movie is fucking special. So that really changed my whole thing. I'm going to go through his credits real quick, too. But, like, I, I've, I'll admit it, haven't seen most of it. Okay? Um, Few Good Men. Like, I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? Malice. I don't even know what that is. The American President. I have no interest in seeing. Charlie Wilson's War. I have no interest in seeing. Okay? If you could, man, I, I'd watch it, I guess. Just because you're, like, supposed to, I guess. But then, like, Moneyball is fucking amazing. Steve Jobs is severely underrated. Also, I'm a big Apple freak, so maybe that factors into it. And the Ashton Kutcher movie was a fucking shit show. Um, but people can't seem to accept what the movie is. They're not trying to say that all of these things happened backstage at the event. They're literally just all pushed into a three-act play. It's like an opera or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know why you would think you're expected to believe that this is how it all went down. It's trying to condense everything down into these moments so you can just see his life in these three events because really this is where he was investing his time. I mean, I don't know why I need to explain it, but... That seems to be what the detractors say. I think it's brilliant. It's obviously not as good as The Social Network, but how could that have happened again? They just can't. You know what I mean? Fincher hasn't made it as good of a movie. And we're going to get into Fincher because Mank's coming, and I'm very excited about that. Um, but we'll get there when that drops. Molly's Game, honestly, fell asleep. Would like to watch it again, but, I mean, the tone of it was just weird. They they played the beat. The, it started off like I'm supposed to know who this person is. And from what I've looked at, like, yeah, she's pretty well known. And it was like a big thing when it happened. But I mean, honestly, didn't didn't register. And the tone of it's just weird. He might not be that good of a director. It might be a Charlie Kaufman thing. Uh, he definitely is a better director than Charlie Kaufman. I can definitely already say that. If you haven't listened to my Charlie Kaufman episode, I really uh, recommend it. Tore into him. 
Can't believe it happened, but Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, Molly's Game, I, I could probably rewatch it. And then we'll go TV Sports Night. I've watched some of it. I can't believe they forced the laugh track. That's an atrocity. Haven't watched enough, though. It's whatever. The West Wing, I don't care. I'll be honest. Love Rob Lowe, but it's like, I don't want to watch a show about The Office. It's probably good. I don't see how it could not be. There's no way all those people are wrong. And there's also, there are good shows, presidentially. You know, big Veep guy here. I think that the fourth and fifth season of that show, they really hit a stride, and those two seasons are like impeccable comedy. Anyway, Studio Sissy on the Sunset Trip, my dad watched that show. It sucked. I feel like it's a thing that you want to like. It sucked. The newsroom, it sucked. Same thing. It's like, yeah, good speeches, we get it. You know what I mean? He just like really overrode it, I think. And then uh, we're back. At the trial of the Chicago 7. And I mentioned Sasha Baron Cohen. He was excellent in this movie. Everybody was excellent, I would say. I think overall the movie was disappointing. But that's just because an Aaron Sorkin movie is like such a crazy event that you're like, I cannot fucking wait for this. And then it's like, oh, that was that was good. And it essentially was like a filmed play. I feel like there weren't there weren't a ton of settings. The the flashbacks to like the events that happened were cool. I think that they happened like too inconsistently and it didn't it didn't keep the pace of it right. It kind of seemed like I don't know about like scene for scene, but it kind of seemed like they were going to go like every 10, 15 minutes. Okay, now we'll go back. We'll go back and we'll like build the story of what happened as the trial goes on. That's kind of what I thought they were going to go for. But really, there were just like random flashbacks at random times. That's how it felt to me. Whereas I feel like they could have just went with like a true nonlinear story. You know, there were definitely some really good cuts and like obviously great writing, but anyway uh eddie redmayne is awful i hate him sorry eddie redmayne like not as a person i'm sure you're a nice guy i'm not sure of that you might suck uh but i don't like his face and <laughs> uh the character just like wasn't there i don't know it's like why is this guy here was basically my thought like there was no real impact until the end obviously great ending didn't know that that happened didn't know that a lot of this stuff happened in the time that it did like, I didn't know that the Fred Hampton murder, let's call it correct, absolute atrocity, uh, I didn't know that that happened in the middle of the trial. I also don't know if that is creative license just to make it a better thing, but it didn't seem like it. It definitely seemed like it led to all the things that would matter. Anyway, so that was cool. Frank Langella as the judge, as much as that judge is a horrific thing, and I'm sure that a lot of that was like accurate you know that's the whole that's the whole point was to kind of portray this correctly and be relevant uh he was amazing i believe that he was that guy but god that guy was awful it sucked to watch you know what i mean it's one of those evil characters that's so evil that it's like this isn't even entertaining it's just like fuck this guy so top notch uh michael keaton always loved michael keaton he could be in anything i rewatched the founder again i will not stop loving the founder everybody sleeping on it like that it's blowing up now. That one I was definitely ahead of the curve on. I saw that movie in theaters, okay? <laughs> I'm going to take my The Founder credit, okay? If we're all going to talk like that movie's a hidden gem, I was there, AMC Theaters. <laughs> you can check my records. Uh, what else do we got? 
Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was... I don't like him either. I don't really get that vibe. He's decent. He's just, like, always playing Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is bad. You know what I mean? He doesn't disappear into any characters. I'm always very aware that it's just him. And that character sucked. They made it seem like they were going to... Like, he was... uh, you know, he was a little bit on their side, right? He kind of understood the things and that this prosecution made no sense. Which apparently isn't accurate to the guy. I don't really care about that. It's a movie. Uh, like I talked about with Steve Jobs, and that's a social network argument as well. Fuck it. Uh, it just never happened. He's like, yeah, I kind of identify with you guys, but then that's it. Like, he shows like them some humanity, but like for no reason. Everything still goes, you know what I mean? Everything still just happens as it would have happened had he just been a dick. Which would have made more sense, because he didn't, like, do anything to, like, aid their side in the movie that would, like, help. So it's like, why show that he has compassion? It seemed like it was gonna matter. You know what I mean? It seemed like they were building towards a thing, kind of like with the flashbacks, and it just didn't, just nothing happened of it. So it's like, why even do that? Why bother? Why waste the screen time? Um... Yeah, so I don't understand that. Bobby Seale, that whole sequence where he gets gagged was unbelievable and unfathomable. And I loved it. Obviously, you don't love it, but you know what I mean. It was well done. But then just like the whole seven, they didn't... I feel like they just didn't explain them well enough. And the ones that ended up getting acquitted just like totally didn't get any screen time or very much dialogue. So it's like, I don't know. It just seemed like they didn't really make it as much about the seven. It was kind of just Sasha Baron Cohen and Eddie Redmayne, or Sasha Baron Cohen and Jeremy Strong, who I haven't talked about yet. After I went on my big succession praise, look, Jeremy Strong is an unbelievable actor. He really taps into what he was doing. He may have sounded just like Jerry Rubin. I don't know what Jerry Rubin sounds like, but there were definitely times where it was just like, okay, dude, we get it. You're a stoner. You know what I mean? Like he's just like doing a stoner voice. That I didn't really care for, but other than that, he was fucking lights out. Big Jeremy Strong guy. Obviously, that's the least hot opinion ever. Or at least hot take, I guess. Everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody loves Jeremy Strong. Uh, but then the other people, it's like, who were they? You know, really only Bobby Seale got time, except John Carroll Lynch got like a, a little bit. He got like a second. He had that moment. Um... But yeah, I don't know. That's just what I'm saying. It's just like, eh, the hits were high hits, but the misses were just like, you know, they weren't like huge misses. But it was enough that it's like, I probably won't really remember this. You know, my takeaways were just like the hip, the yippies were cool because that's clear. That's obviously where I would have been. That That's just what it is. Whenever there's an anti-establishment guy in a movie and is they clearly write him to be cool. It just works for me. I always am able to buy in. You know? So the whole time, I was like, yeah, I'm on there. I'm with Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin. That's it. Fuck Eddie Redman. You know what I mean? Like, that was my thing anyway. So maybe that was a great casting. They got the guy nobody likes to play an unlikable nerd. <laughs> oh, my God. He's 38. Who would have guessed? I would have thought Eddie Redmayne was like 27. Thought he was rolling with Chalamet, turning up. It should have been Chalamet. Big Chalamet guy. Also not a hot take. Whatever. 
but I get the hype. Uh, but it was good. I don't know. It was cool to see that they actually used Grant Park. You know, I do think that they like intercut some of the real footage. Maybe they didn't have enough. Maybe the footage just wasn't good enough. They didn't intercut enough of it. Or like at the end, they should have just showed a playthrough of like some really, really bad stuff that happened. Um, but I do. I feel like in general, the riots themselves weren't showcased much. That's what I was kind of saying too, where I thought it was going to build to a thing. They, I don't know what the reasoning was. Maybe that was the point to make it just a courtroom movie, but it's like, why show any of it at all then? You know, that's just where I struggle with it. I just feel like the balance wasn't really there. But I would also say watch it. You know, it's probably the best way to get the info. Um, because I kind of tried to read, you know, just like the wiki of the story of the actual trial and not not the wiki of the movie and it is kind of hard to follow so i feel like the movie does a good job of trying to connect all these little dots uh that were otherwise maybe a little difficult to connect but i i i did i loved the uh the defense lawyer as well they were he was really good i don't know i just feel like some a lot of the characters in the movie ended up not even being utilized i get that you're if it's based on the real trial, you should probably show all seven, eight people that were involved. I get that. Uh, but maybe devote a little time to them all. Maybe I didn't pay attention enough. You know, you could give that criticism, I guess. Uh, but th- that's also the the tricky thing about having these people watch, having us all watch movies at home. You know what I mean? That's the environment I'm in. That's how it's going to be. You got to keep me engaged. Um, because I rewatched again. I think I've already talked about it, but I'm gonna mention it one more time right here at the end, just because it's the end. I rewatched again, again. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, which is a masterpiece of comedy. Unbelievable that that got made. And just watching back on it, it has aged incredibly well. You think it? It weirdly has a lot of positive messages about race mixed in with crappy stoner comedy but it's not crappy it's good i love it you know some of it's a little much the whole freak show thing i'd probably just cut out um because it just doesn't need to happen but everything else all the cameos in that are great the second one holds up well too same type of thing it's really just like man this country's dumb it's like in the trump era those movies have aged very well still haven't rewatched the third one it's nowhere to watch but i'm gonna wish there was a fourth one honestly that's like an all-time comedy series i'm gonna Having not still watched the third one, I'll already tell you right now, Harold and Kumar, better comedy duo than Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, incredibly overrated. Don't know how it's come this far. <laughs> uh, I mean, I get it now. You know, you like Keanu Reeves, anybody will go. He's almost never been a bigger star somehow. But I mean, honestly, the first Bill and Ted isn't great. I don't get it. It's free to watch on YouTube. Uh, I liked the second one better, and it still wasn't great. Anyway. I think I covered all the things I wanted to cover today. I hope so. If not, you know, that's why we keep going. There will be more. Um, yeah, let me just, uh, close one more time with, uh, the stuff from the beginning. So, yeah, the Fat Audio family, that's what we're calling this now, uh... 
you'll notice that on your uh, listening platform. You'll see that as like the, the production thing. The family may be growing. Seems like it is, you know. Uh, we got another podcast in the works. But um, I don't want to pre-prematurely announce it, but that should be coming soon. And uh, the merch store is going to launch soon. I'm going to try to send out some promo stuff. I'll try to put out like an advertisement thing, I guess is really what I'm saying. Uh, that'll probably just be on Instagram. So, yeah, follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat. Uh, you can reach out to the podcast at rfatpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, on my Instagram, the link in bio will take you everywhere, linktree slash rfat. It'll get you this podcast. Right, review, subscribe, please. Goes a long way. It really helps. I got to get, you know, we got to get the subs up. We definitely need the reviews up. So if you could take a second, please do. If you've made it this far in the episode, I appreciate you even more. And, um, yeah, hopefully that store will be live soon. Hopefully before the next episode. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. So this has been fun. Can't wait to do it again. Until then, just remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.